Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 28th. In today's news, foreign governments discuss ways to manipulate Jared Kushner. The head of the NSA says President Trump has given him no orders to defend against Russian meddling in the midterms. And top Republican lawmakers rule out the possibility of swift action on new gun laws. But first, the big idea. Hope Hicks's evasiveness highlights how far Trump is pushing the envelope on executive privilege. The White House communications director refused to speak about anything that has happened since the inauguration during a nine-hour appearance on Tuesday before the House Intelligence Committee. Hicks talked about the campaign and a little about the transition, but she said the White House told her not to discuss anything that's transpired since Trump took office. That is a very far-reaching claim of executive privilege. But she didn't formally invoke privilege, which would trigger a legal process that could prompt a court fight or potentially Congress to hold her in contempt. Hicks is just the latest administration official to refuse to answer even basic questions on topics that she said the president might later want to put off limits by invoking executive privilege. Former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon followed the same playbook last month during a 10-hour interview before the House Intel Committee. He said the White House had only authorized him to answer 25 of the committee's questions, and he responded with one word to each of them, no. He wouldn't talk about anything that happened during the transition either. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has repeatedly declined to answer questions during testimony before the Senate Intelligence Committee and the Judiciary Committee about his interactions with Trump before the firing of James Comey and related to Russia. Using the very same rationale, NSA Director Mike Rogers and Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats have both declined to answer questions from the Senate Intelligence Committee about whether Trump directed them to interfere with the FBI's Russia investigation. Fights over executive privilege are nothing new. They come up with every president. Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton both lost significant court cases when they asserted it. Judges have tried to seek a balance. The Republican House voted to hold then-Attorney General Eric Holder in contempt in 2012 when he wouldn't turn over documents related to a failed gun-running operation. But multiple nonpartisan legal experts, including two law professors who have written books on this very topic, tell me that Trump is taking it further than his predecessors. Heidi Kitrosser, a law professor at the University of Minnesota, said, quote, what is new and really troubling in this administration is that we've seen it quickly become routine that the administration sends out a witness who categorically refuses to answer any questions. Essentially, they're allowed to create the shadow of executive privilege, and they sort of just hide under the shadow. They not only don't have to answer the question, they don't even have to elaborate on or really test the privilege. So far, the administration has gotten away with it with remarkable ease because Republicans on Capitol Hill haven't had the stomach to challenge Trump. So it's no surprise that the White House keeps being more and more aggressive in claiming privilege. Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee tried to insist during yesterday's interview that Hicks be served with a subpoena, but the GOP members wouldn't go along. Congressman Adam Schiff, a Democrat from California, the top Democrat on the Intel Committee, complained last night. Again, this is a... Um, breathtakingly broad uh, claim of privilege that I don't think any court would sustain. Uh, and I think the White House knows that. Uh, this is not uh, executive privilege. This is executive stonewalling. 
The next big test of privilege could come if Trump refuses to give an interview to special counsel Bob Mueller. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, foreign officials from at least four countries have privately discussed ways they could manipulate Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor, Jared Kushner, by taking advantage of his complex business arrangements, his heavy debt load, and his foreign policy naivete. It's unclear if the countries, China, Israel, Mexico, and the United Arab Emirates, have acted on these discussions picked up by U.S. intelligence, but Kushner's contacts with certain foreign government officials have nonetheless raised concerns at the highest levels of the White House. It's one of several reasons why he's been unable to obtain a permanent security clearance and why last week he was downgraded to a lower level of access to classified information. There are also reports that Kushner has been having meetings with foreign officials and not disclosing them to his colleagues in the government, including the National Security Advisor. Meanwhile, senior White House communications aide Josh Raffel, who is the main spokesman for Kushner and Ivanka Trump, revealed plans to leave the administration just shy of one year on the job. His exit raises even more speculation about Kushner's staying power in the West Wing. Number two. The head of U.S. Cyber Command said Trump has not given him any new authority or capability to strike at Russian cyber operations ahead of the midterms. Admiral Mike Rogers, who also directs the NSA, told the Senate Armed Services Committee that the government is not doing enough to protect the elections from cyber threats. Here's what he had to tell Elizabeth Warren during the hearing. My concern is... I believe that President Putin has clearly come to the conclusion there's little price to play here. Bingo. And that, therefore, I can continue this activity. Yes. Um, Everything, both as a director of NSA and what I see in the Cyber Command side, leads me to believe that if we don't change the dynamic here, this is going to continue, and 2016 won't be viewed as something isolated. Details about Russian meddling in the 2016 election continue to emerge, and they're spooky. NBC News reports that Russian operatives compromised the state websites or voter registration systems in seven states prior to the 2016 election. And a new report on CNN says Mueller's team is reaching beyond the campaign to explore how Russians might have tried to influence Trump when he was discussing deals in Moscow and contemplating a presidential run. Number three. Top GOP lawmakers have declined to commit to holding a vote on modest measures aimed at curbing gun violence. This rules out the possibility of Congress swiftly addressing what happened in Parkland, Florida. The legislation in question is the Fix-Nix Act. It would create incentives and penalties to improve reporting to the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. The act even has the backing of the NRA. But House Speaker Paul Ryan said yesterday that he's going to wait to see what the Senate does before bringing anything up on his side. Trump's mixed messages on what legislation he'd like to sign are also hampering Republican efforts. It's unclear how much Trump will affect the debate in Congress. In a sign of the Times, the Committee on House Administration approved changes yesterday to the official member's handbook that allows lawmakers to purchase bulletproof vests with public funds. Also, students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School are returning to classes today for the first time since 17 of their classmates and teachers were gunned down at the school on Valentine's Day. And that's The Daily 202. 
for Wednesday, February 28th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Mike Rosenwald. If you're looking for something new to add to your morning routine, try Retropod. Every weekday morning, we'll explore a story about a surprising moment in history. To learn how to listen on your Amazon Echo, Google Home, or your favorite podcast player, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.